Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow turd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, I thought I could slip one by you. I met my fellow co-host, nerd, Matthew O'Hara. Hey, that's me. Hey, we're back. Week two. Woo. You know, after this week, week three, we're going to be like 20% through our regular season of fantasy football. That's ridiculous. It comes by so quick. goes so quick. It sure does, man. Some people are already out of it. They don't know they're out of it yet, <laughs> but they're out of it. So, I, I would say keep the faith. If you're if you think you're a good team, if if you were good last year and you're maybe off to a little bit of a rocky start, keep the faith. Oh yeah, no worries there. There's some yeah. players, you know, you know, Bengals are gonna turn things around. But if you were if you were a crappy team last year and you're 0 2, don't keep the faith. Hold on, let me hold on, let me <laughs> let me get out the hold on a second, let me get out the crystal ball. Yeah. Yep, still crappy. Yeah. Uh things are not gonna get better. But hey, this is Dynasty Fantasy Football. So even when you're losing you're winning. You're winning. You're going to get a better draft Hello, next year. Saquon Barkley. Exactly. Pretty good guy. He's a pretty good running back. He's a very good running back. I, uh, Penn State, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, he's uh, well, if, yeah. If, if you don't know, I mean, you probably well, haven't been paying attention. Well, that's why you, uh, some people don't need to actually pay attention if they listen to this podcast. I mean, we break down the rookies so well. I mean, you literally don't have to know anything. You just literally listen to podcasts all winter and, you know, long and go into the summer and Pretty yeah. much kill your rookie draft. Sit back, relax, wait for us to watch all the football um, and, and do all the hard. studying. Yeah, yeah. And give you that solid rock advice, and we'll just we'll just pass on the information. I think if there's a dynasty fantasy football report card when it comes to rookie study, I think we would get an A plus. All right, I hope so. That's my own grade. Yeah, right. I'm homeschooled. <laughs> um, before we get into these uh, news and notes today, we're going to talk about obviously break down some games. Maybe talk about some players that may be good buy low candidates because they've started off poor and people like to you know freak out. I've already seen some things on Twitter where people are freaking out already. Mm-hmm. So why not uh, take advantage of their uh, you know sissiness? Is right sissiness on. a good word to use there? Um, I don't know if sissiness or, or or I don't know what the the correct word would be. My brain's a little frazzled right now. Yeah, why? It's a late Tuesday night. It's a late Tuesday night. You introduced me as a turd. Um, so I mean, I guess I'm just not. I'm just a little hey, unfocused right hey. now. Well, time to get your head in the game here. We All got right. some advice to give out here. You know, people aren't listening for your wit. No, they're, they're listening for your knowledge. For my knowledge. Me, on the other hand. Yo, we want to go there. Yeah, it's all wit. Uh, so let's get <laughs> let's get into this. Um, we have some uh, injuries. Right. Uh, DeMarco Murray. Uh, DeMarco Murray apparently has been um, hampered with his hamstring throughout the first two weeks. So if you're if you've been disappointed by his production, like I have been as a DeMarco Murray owner, we we finally at least have a reason. Um, it's okay. kind of annoying when guys are injured and they don't show up on injury reports. Like uh, he's been dealing with a tight hamstring, which is which is what a Since soft tissue. It's a soft tissue issue. Yeah. I was waiting for your soft tissue issue thing. You came down and said that and then chuckled <laughs> a little bit. I was like, that's pretty good. Sorry. I was yeah. going to, I was going to bring it in there naturally, but I guess what did I say? I'm not here for wit. I'm here for knowledge. Yeah. Jeez. God. But anyway, he, he's been dealing with this going back all the way to the preseason. Um, so it's kind of annoying when guys those linger, they do. But you know, when, when he's playing and he's not in the injury report, you think, Hey, he's fine. But it, it turns out he's not fine, and he's been dealing with a tight hamstring for the first two weeks. So um looks like, you know, it's probably going to be the Derrick Henry show here for a little bit until he gets 
going because he's been more effective. Yeah, I want to talk about that when we get into the actual sure. uh, Titans game because I have some thoughts on that as well. Is what I would do in that situation. Um, but yeah, he has that soft tissue issue. Him and uh, Rob Kelly, right? Uh, uh Ter- Terrence West. Terrence West. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Yeah, Terrence West has got the soft tissue issue as well. Right. Um, totally getting out carried by Buck Allen. We'll get in that with the Baltimore game as well. But Buck sure. Allen has looked, you know, for a guy that's, you know, his last two years looked pretty, you know, terrible. Right. He's looked pretty damn good. He actually has. Even run like we always knew he can catch the ball, but he's actually run the ball well now. He is. Too. It's actually been pretty surprising, and and um. You know, obviously, we got a pretty good look at him this past week because um, me and you are Browns fans, and, and that's who they played. So um, mm-hmm. we got a pretty good look at him. Yeah, I picked him up on a lot of my redraft waiver warriors and actually started him. Uh, looked good. I looked really good on my – again, if it just so happened, if you ever want to listen to my ESPN show, my whole, my whole show is based off not-so-obvious starts for redraft. You know, Sure. Uh, the week before that, I gave you Tariq Cohen. This week, I gave you – I said, go ahead and start Cohen again, but my uh, – Starts were J.J. Nelson and uh, Buck Allen. And they both performed really well. They both scored over 20 points. Yeah. I look like a fancy football guru. I actually just made a trade in our um, in the Dynasty Nerd Superflex League for Buck Allen. I saw you give up a second-round pick. I did. You know, and that's, a, and that's a good trade. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you give up a second-round pick for Buck Allen? Uh, well, he's going to help you win. Yeah. Is he a long-term answer? No. No. But he's going to help you win this year. Right. Which is clutch. I saw it and I was a little bit jealous. I was like, I wish I could give up a second round pick. Right. I mean, for me, second round picks or second round picks, they're they're useful assets in trades. They're guys that are less likely to pan out than a first round pick. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I feel a lot better giving a second round pick for a guy that I'm going to get proven production or not proven production, but expected production this year. Yeah. I mean, you always want a second round pick. You look at them uh, and you want them to pan out. But a lot of times people overvalue a second round pick. Sure. That should never be a deal breaker. Um, like if I was going to put this into a rhyme, a second round pick can suck my. Okay, yeah, just wondering if you can finish that sentence, but you won't because nope. this is PG. This is so PG. This is good. Yeah, so a second-round pick, I mean, never, like, don't ever let a second-round pick be the stoppage of anything that you want. Right. It, honestly, you should do what exactly what Matt did and flip that and use it to your advantage and let people overvalue the second-round pick. Because sure. unless that second-round pick is, like, top three, usually you'll see in a second round, and I know this year was a little bit different for most rookie drafts, Right around those top three picks in the second round, there's usually a pretty steep drop off. I agree. Um, you're starting to get a lo- lo- you know a little bit lucky there. There will be like pick 13, 14, 15. There's usually still some quality t- talent there where you could hit on a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but from there, that's where the crapshoot really starts to happen. So don't ever overvalue the second round pick. Totally um, agree. Totally it's agree. a really good trade bait item. You'll definitely be packaging a second and a third. Uh, to make it look more sexy. And, it, I mean, it, it's still good for the other team as well. I mean, it, especially if a team is trying to build something. I mean, the more the more shots at it, the better. But for, for somebody like me who's trying to win, like, it just makes more sense for me to give up a second-round pick to have somebody that's going to produce for my team this year and help me win this year. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't want that to come off as, like, second-round picks are bad. They're right, actually really right. good. It's just they're way more of a crapshoot than you may think, right. where you're usually there might be two – three guys of the entire round are going to come out and be fancy football efficient right. in, a, in a way. So you got to be over cautious on those picks. That's why it goes back to like people think, you know, the, the, it's way better to trade for that proven player. It is to take a risk. Right. Even like a late round, in most years, a late round first isn't as valuable as people think, you know, um, you might get a little bit over spoiled with this draft class, the Odell Beckham draft sure, class. Sure. And I'm like, you know, even next year's class is really starting to shape up as a really good class as well. We got a couple of really good running backs in there. We mentioned Barkley, uh, Geis. Uh, you know, there's some really good re- 
receivers coming out of next year's class to go on top of already the solid quarterback class as well. So next year's class looks like it'll be pretty deep. Definitely at receiver. Right. Like this year was a running back class. Next year I look at it to be a really solid receiver class. Uh, I don't. I don't know anything. You know, as far as tight ends, I, I think this past year was ridiculous. Like one or two guys. Right. Well, this, this is gonna be this is the best. That's the best tight end class I've ever seen. Right. So we'll see how that pans out. And Evan Ingram did pretty good again this past. Scores week. First, first touchdown. Sure did. Got a penalty on himself afterwards. He but, sure did. He was you know, dancing. Yeah, when you're happy, you're happy. I know. I was kind of shocked because they relaxed those. Maybe it was just too long of a dance, too long of a shimmy. Yeah. I think. I think he was just kind of being. He was doing a little bit too much grinding. Yeah, we'll talk like about it. that in the Giants game. Sure. A little too, little too much bump and grind. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a couple of guys that are hurt again because every week we'll have a guy that's hurt and goes on sure. IR. I mean, sure. I think, I think for the last three and a half years that we've been doing this, just about, I think, 98% of the time, there's somebody that gets hurt. There's so. usually a big-name guy uh, every week that goes down with yep. some sort of issue, not not necessarily always to IR like these next two people, but, you know, they're it's the NFL. There's people that are going to miss. Yeah, time. so we have two guys going to IR. Greg Olson for the Carolina Panthers, not out for the year. Corey Coleman goes to IR with a broken hand. Again, not out for the year. Both are going to be the eight eight week designated uh, players that will come back after eight weeks. But I know Greg Olson's injury is the one that's kind of even when you do come back after those eight weeks, it's hard to come back sure. after and actually be successful. So if you do have hopes of him come back to help you win, I would not count on that at all. And I would look for other avenues to try and. Uh, maybe secure a tight end asset. Perfect time to sell if you're a Jason Witten owner and the age you're worried about sure. the age he's producing, sure. looking really good right now. Uh, he's a really good target out there if a team's already either using him as a backup or uh, just out of it altogether. Again, a second round pick would probably lock up Jason Witten right. for your team. Right, and and you know if you're like you said, if you're a rebuilding team, a second round pick. Um, is a nice asset. I mean, it's just it's another bite at the apple. Yeah, definitely for a guy like Jason Wynn, sure. who right now looks really looks like Dak Prescott's safety blanket. Looks like he's safe to come away this year. Another solid year with about eight, nine catches a game, possibly. Right. You know, it's a lot. But that is a, I mean, that's yeah. where he's at. And nice, it, it, it provides a nice floor in PPR, you know. Yeah. Uh, for the week to week Obviously, points. you're not going to catch 160 balls, but that's where he's about. You know, it's looking in that way, at least with the way he's being targeted. He's going to come with a lot of receptions. Sure. Year. But, I mean, I think five five is a reasonable floor. Like, he's probably going to catch at least five passes a game. Yeah. And I think that's really good. Uh, um, so, he's a safe back. Right so now, the backup-wise, you know, for Greg Olson, it's uh, yeah. Ed Dixon, I think, is yeah, the backup there. I think, yeah. Yeah. Just more bad news if you're a Cam Newton owner already. Uh, that whole offense is, a you know, Ugh, not looking great. Christian McCaffrey is looking exactly like how we thought he was. Um, when everybody else was giving Christian McCaffrey bumps ahead of Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, we were like, I don't understand that because he can't run between the tackles. He just catches the ball. Uh, kind of shows where he belongs. He's a pass catcher running back. Right. He's never going to be a between the tackles running back. He's just not. Uh, he's really good. He's really elusive. But uh, yeah, that, we'll get to, we'll get to the Carolina. Game sure. So just so just to be clear, uh, Greg Olson's was a foot and he had surgery. Broken and, foot. And Corey Coleman broke his hand again. Same injury as last year in week two, but this time he required surgery. And, it, and they they promote Rashard Hollywood Higgins. That just so happened to be that week. He steps in. He catches the ball. Has a solid game. Right. And instantly goes to the Browns' number one receiver. He like literally on the depth chart. It, I mean, he's probably going to start next week. He's yeah. already on the depth chart as number one. Oh, okay. So he will be the number one receiver there. Kenny Britt is a loafer. Uh, he's a turd. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be long for the team at all. I agree. Uh, but I he, agree. he looks washed up. He's putting out plenty of tape that just shows that he's dogging it and, and doesn't really yeah. give a crap. Yeah, we've seen that many times here in Cleveland. Unfortunately. Uh, where people get paid and they just come around and just walk around like, hey, thanks for the $17 million turds. Right. Uh, but they're both out. Uh, 
really disappointing. We'll get with the Cleveland game. We'll talk about Corey Coleman, but definitely disappointing. But Rashard Higgins is definitely the next man up there. I w- yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Kassan Williams also gets a little bit more action. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see that as well. Uh, even as a tight end, like if you're looking at the Greg Olson injury and you might want to try and get a sneaky guy for super cheap, almost nothing, Seth the Valve might get a little bit boost there as well. Um, he's been their number one pass catching tight end to date, even though and David Njoku had his first touchdown. Sure. But we'll get out there. Uh, Gronk has a little boo-boo again. Yeah, he uh, he tweaked his groin. Uh, he's day-to-day. Yeah, I tweak my groin all the time. <laughs> Inappropriate. Um, so, anyway, uh, I, you know, it's it's Gronk. He'll probably suit up next week. Um, I read it, I read it's not even that bad. Right. It's not even that bad of an injury. It has nothing to do with his back. It's just it's just a tweak of the groin. He'll be okay. Good just to see him come back and dominate last week. Uh, the guy is just an unstoppable force. When he's healthy. When he's healthy. There you go. And now he's a tweak groin. Um, right. So Sam Bradford kind of came popped up late last week after our podcast. We kind of wanted to bring that up as well. Um, yeah, he might miss a couple games too. It sounds like it's a bone bruise. It's in the same knee as his ACL con- reconstruction. Um, so yeah, it, it, he missed last week's game. Case Keenum was in everyone on that team took a crap. Everybody. To Case it, Keenum being and that's in. what sucks, man. Cause that, there's so many offensive weapons on there and they all get hurt by Case Keenum from Dalvin cook to Stefan Diggs, right. to Adam Thielen to Kyle Rudolph all get a big arrow pointing down. Yeah. It's just kind of like one of those total nosedive situations. Yeah. Um, it sucks for me. Cause I have Stefan Diggs in our league, you know, sure. our long lasting 15 year league. And it's right. kind of like, Hey, I need you to succeed. I know that. I mean, it stinks because Sam Bradford, that's kind of his MO. He's always been injury prone. He's a good quarterback. He just really can't stay on the field yep. uh, for the extended periods. Is availability. Right. So who knows? I mean, there was no ligament damage. They did an MRI. So it should only be a short term injury. But um, while Case Keenum's in, I would temper enthusiasms and try to start somebody else if you can. Word to your mother. Trevor Simeon, good pickup, good start. Um, Back-to-back, two two touchdown games here. I know uh, in my ESPN league for the radio show, that league that we run, uh, we have Kirk Cousins. We're very disappointed there. We're actually going to bench him for Trevor Simeon. Uh, I mean, I don't blame you at this point. Yeah. Yeah, So, so, uh, one uh, more injury? Yeah, one more quick injury. Uh, Rob Kelly has a cartilage issue, which... be a big boost to all you Samaje P. Ryan truthers. Yeah, so P. Ryan and, uh, you know, Chris Thompson, I think, get a boost there, obviously. I think more so to Chris uh, Thompson, because he'll probably get in there a little bit more, but... He's uh, looked really good so far. He has looked very good. Who signed an extension in the offseason. Right. And Uh, and cartilage issue is it's almost um, a, a pain tolerance thing. So he may suit up, but I wouldn't be surprised if he misses this week. Yeah, he's better off tonight. He's probably going to miss right. this week. I want to be over. And he doesn't look that great anyways, Fat Rob. So He didn't look bad last week. He, he came away with – he was he was more efficient than P. Ryan well, on their yeah, carries. I'm not, I'm not a P. Ryan truther. So. Right. I mean, he's somebody that we tried to avoid altogether in the rookie draft as it was. Right. So, And the whole reason we mentioned was like, hey, you know, you got Chris Thompson there. Rob Kelly's going to get carries. They're going to draft a running back next year. Uh all right, let's get into these games, shall we? Sure. Let's go all the way back to Thursday night. Let's take a little trip back to the back in Thursday time. night game, that Houston-Cincinnati game. Uh, yeah, those Thursday night games, uh, we mentioned this, oh, God. where you know, even on my ESPN show on Sunday, I said, you know, we normally talk about this around week six, but I'm just going to go ahead and jump the gun here. Be very cautious of the Thursday night games, because did we talk about this on last week's podcast? No, we didn't. No, we've, uh, we, we mentioned it a bunch last year. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, just be very cautious of these Thursday. And I mean, obviously, when you have A.J. Green, you're going to start him. You have DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to start him. Uh, but for, besides that, you just got to be really careful of these games. A lot of duds come in. But just remember, 
you know, you come off Sunday night, they get a day off. You only have two game days to really practice and get ready for these games. Right. So uh, usually it's it's the supreme talent that wins out there, a guy like A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins. And besides that, you're looking for a little bit of luck. Or another team just not being as prepared. Definitely these early Thursday night games. Those are going to be the worst. The later Thursday night games, they're a little bit more in sync. Or these early ones, everything's just chaos. Right. I mean, I agree. I, I try to avoid them as much as possible. If there's a fringe guy and it's in the decisions between a Thursday night guy and literally any other Sunday game, um, I, I go with the Sunday guy usually. Yeah. So the you know the, the Houston Bengals game, uh, Deshaun Watson does not you know kind of just doesn't look ready out there. Not ready to give up. I mean, does does not look ready. Lamar Miller is doing Lamar Miller things uh, again. He's always save his games with the catches that he gets. Sure. Uh, they're gonna come out there. Always gonna have an extra three to about eight points extra just from the receiving game. The Deontay Foreman did get a little bit more run, and he looked good at times. But, again, that whole the offensive line's not very good. Yeah, I mean, here's, like, the ongoing theme, I think, through through two weeks of the NFL. The teams that have a crappy offensive line, they're, everyone right now on their, on their teams are just suffering. Their fantasy teams um are suffering so i mean the cincinnati Bengals o-line's a mess and they're having a really hard time the houston texans a mess they're having a really hard time um and and you know there's a few other ones too that you're just like i mean look at the browns they're not protecting well they're having a hard time it's just it, it's been it's very everywhere. yeah i mean any 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 people that had bad o-lines last year and and didn't really address them in the off season and, and do something to upgrade them significantly their their troubles have kind of just poured into this year as well yeah so i mean lamar miller we mentioned last week it might be a good time to sell tyler Irving got a little bit of boost in a pass game he had five targets out of that game as well but mostly when it comes to the receiving game there it's going to be the deandre hopkins show i mean he had 13 targets again there from uh the texans and the sean watson so he's going to benefit from that and probably get you a consistently double digit points might be again. Might be a person you might be optionally be able to go out there and buy just because the whole team is in such a mess and he's not going to score a lot of touchdowns. You might get DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. Uh, for the Bengals, they fired their offensive coordinator, bringing Bill Lazor. Uh, now Lazor is going to be a nice boost to a guy like AJ Green. So if you're ever going to go try and buy AJ Green, now might be a good time before next week starts because maybe his stock is a little bit low because he hasn't done anything right now. So maybe sure. you can give in where. You know, two weeks ago, that that option, even though it seems like a lot wouldn't be considered, now it may be considered. Uh, a nice up-and-coming receiver, something along those lines, and some first-round picks, some picks to get out there for A.J. Green, because Bill Lazor does like to target his number one receiver. And I think this is a huge boost for Joe Mixon, because Lazor loves to throw to the running backs. Mm-hmm. That's his M.O., is thrown to those guys. Jeremy Hill does not catch the ball. And you do have Gio Bernard there. But I think Joe Mixon's finally going to take that next step that we've been waiting for over the last couple of weeks, at least start producing at a fantasy level where you may be able to start to finally start him in your lineup. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, right now it's just been such a um, such a broken up, you know, like three-way monster, almost four. I mean, you know, three-way monster for sure. Mixon there. got the most carries last week with nine over uh, Jeremy Hill's six. But, I mean, honestly, J- Jeremy Hill, he averaged 2.8 yards. Per carry, we've seen that way too many times over the last two years, where he's under three yards per carry. Where it's just time to stop giving that turd a ball. Okay, I, I totally agree. The, yeah. the dude needs to stop getting carries there. Oh, uh, we didn't even mention injury report. Tyler Eifert's banged up as well. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, poor Tyler. That another guy that's always banged up. But again, another boost to AJ Green. 
It is. Yep. So uh, I, um, we did forget to, while we're talking about the Bengals, how about Tyler Boyd, a surprise, just inactive? Yeah. You know, something that we really liked coming out of pit. Uh, they even asked him today. I saw a report like, I don't know why I was inactive. Right. It, it's, I mean, which indicates to me that um, it's probably something that they're keeping in house. Uh, but I, I, I mean, that smells like something happened to yeah, me, you I know, agree. behind the scenes. So, um, yeah, I have a feeling after this year, they're going to blow, they're going to blow the whole thing up. I think that might be it. Yeah. yeah the Bengals will be pretty bad this year. Marvin Lewis, you know, he's using his offensive coordinator as a scapegoat, but it's about time to take that thing and go in a different direction. So they already lost the offensive coordinator. Andy Dalton is playing like doo doo hasn't scored a single touchdown through two games. Yeah. That's no good. How long until they try to see what they have in AJ McCarron before he gets free agency? Uh, it's going to have to, I think he's going to have, I think they're going to give Dalton a little while. Uh, I don't know when their bye week is, but, I mean, he's getting paid, so he's going to. But they're going to have a decision on A.J. McCarron. Yeah. At some point, they may want to find out but what the, same the time, they I, have in him. But they might already know what they have him at the same time. You know, and they're, and they're true. I mean, they're asking for a first from him before. They might. I don't know. That is an interesting question. Uh I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have an answer for you there because I don't know how long they would wait. Because yeah. I feel like, for me, I feel like they'd wait for a while. Do you? Yeah. I mean, well, it just, I think. I it, think I think if they mount a couple more losses, it might be, hey. A couple more losses like that. But listen, there's a, there's a mutiny pretty much sure, in that offense sure. to get him out of there. So maybe the new offensive coordinator, the way he's going to throw the ball more, maybe to get a boost to Andy Dalton. I had him as one of my, you know, we talked earlier sure, as sure. my, uh, you know, what was it? What, my bold predictions, Andy Dalton be a top eight fantasy quarterback. Maybe this gives him a little boost. We'll see. I think we'll know right away. I think this week we'll see. Um, if we have another flounder, yeah, I agree with you. AJ McCarron's going to get in there. But I think I think the whole offense is going to get a boost. There's going to be another little pep in their step. They're going to throw the ball more. I think I think utilizing Joe Mixon more, getting the ball to AJ Green more is going to be a huge boost for everybody. I mean, I certainly hope so. It it has been in the past a, a pretty good offense. Um you know, you know, for for fantasy purposes. So I mean, it'd be nice to get these guys rolling. I yeah, know a lot yeah. of guys are re- relying on guys like you know AJ Green and, and, and Tyler Eifert. And a name and, to watch with the, with uh, the Eifert injuries, Brandon LaFell. Might get a little boost. I'm still not, you know, I don't think John Rouse is going to boost, but maybe for this year, somebody might help you here and there. Uh, Brandon LaFell, but probably not. All uh, right, Arizona, Indianapolis. Sure. Andrew Luck's never coming back. Uh, good things. That offensive line's terrible. This is uh, another like dog with fleas game, man. Jeez, yeah, oh man. I mean. Right now, with the way it's going on there, you don't want to start anybody on the Colts' offense. I know you have T.Y. Hillen. I know you're going to be happy with you know you're, you have to, you know I have T.Y. Hillen as a fantasy player, but you have to bench T.Y. Hillen until Andrew Luck comes back. Brissett's not going to be the answer. Hillen comes out of that game with only six targets. Jack Doyle had the most targets. He came in with a 15 point game, which out of anybody on the roster that you're going to play, Jack Doyle might be the guy you're going to play because he's going to be Brissett's safety net in that receiving game. Right, and I, I mean, I, I heard Dante Moncrief. I didn't see the actual game, but I heard he was just. I mean, he he had eight targets and only two catches with eighteen yards. I heard he just had a garbage game. Yeah. So, um, you were saying you weren't believing it before the year started that uh, you were yeah. trying to sell all Moncrief start shares. So that ship's going to sail real quick. I think so, man. Unfortunately, it may be already too late to sell. You know, sell high on some of these names. I mean, not that you would sell on like T. Y. Hilton, but like Dante Moncrief, he might just be going down with the ship right now. I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to get value out of him, but it sure. might be it, he might be one of those names that you try and float in a package deal uh, and hope his name still has some vitalization for uh, youth. 
But again, we won't know anything until Andrew Luck comes back. On the other side of the ball, you know J.J. Nelson, he, he comes away with five catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. You know every game that he's played, I think the last seven games he's played, where he's came in for John Brown, John Brown's been out, he scored a touchdown. Really? All seven games. Got a nose for it, man, the little guy. Yeah, comes away again, five catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's got the elite speed, and, and he's a little guy, and he's shifty. He makes makes good plays, though. He plays bigger than his, you know, I think he's like 5'6 or 5'7 or something. He's yeah, pretty he's small. he's a small guy. But, I mean, it's good news for him. If you if you have him, he is startable sure. week in, week out. Fitz has another poor game. Offensive, you know, the, the running backs are exactly what we thought they were going to be. You don't want to play any of these running backs. None right. of them are, you know, Kerwin Williams, Chris Johnson, don't run your waiver wire. That offensive line's bad enough where none of them are going to succeed. Without David Johnson, this team's not going to succeed. Carson Palmer's not looking good. He's looking like he's washed up. This whole team, again, finds itself in a really bad situation. Yes, they, they do. I mean, I think Bruce Aarons is good enough of a coach that he'll figure out a way to make this more productive, but it's going to be a little bit ugly as long as David Johnson's out. So yeah, and they're going to be kind of struggling this whole year. Unfortunately, if you're your team going down anyways, like you were, you really can't even get anything Larry Fitz at this point. If you if you had a team that's going down and you had Larry Fitz, you were kind of hoping for a situation where he'd start off the sure. season hot. Sure. So maybe you could flip him into something. But all around, looking at this from a fantasy perspective, all of this is bad news. And I agree right. with you. You know, you can't sell T.Y. Hillen right now because you're selling him too low. Uh, you can't sell Dante Mancreep because you're selling him too low. You could try. You can't sell Frank Gore, right? No. no. You know, you can't Absolutely. sell you can't sell Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack came in late last week, just but that was garbage time because they were down so much. Now he comes in this week, he has six carries for negative three yards. Right. I don't know about you, but negative three yards ain't getting it done. That's that's not gonna that's not gonna boost your stock at all. That's for sure. Yeah, Marlon Mack. Uh huh. All right. So moving on. All right, we'll move on. Eagles yeah. chefs. Eagles and the chefs. So Carson Wentz is starting to look pretty good, huh? He is, man. Uh, 333 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, like 55 yards uh, rushing as well. So that's a pretty pretty decent uh, fantasy day right there. Chiefs look like the best team in football. Um, they look really good, man. Um, really, the, I think it's the 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 new young running back kind of like breathes some life into this whole offense. Another 20-point-plus game right? the Cream Hunt. The dude looks like he's too legit to quit. I mean, 80, 81 yards, two more touchdowns, and then he added a, you know three catches for 28 yards a as well. A little bonus five points. Sure. Uh, this this time next year, Cream Hunt's probably going to be mentioned as a top five dynasty startup running back. As long, I mean, as long as this kind of production continues, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to startup, I mean, you have Zeke, David Johnson, and Le'Veon. And then, you know, it's a mix there. Like it's who you're it's a take. fight, sure. You know, you got Dalvin Cook in there. You got Leonard Fournette. Todd Gurley had a big week this week again. Sure. He's going to be in the mix. Uh, all the rookie, you know, Cream Hunt, Ty Montgomery, my boy, mm-hmm. looking absolutely fantastic. Sure. Uh, but Cream Hunt does. He, I mean, there's not really much to say here. He is, uh, anyway, they got him in the mid first, late first. They're coming away feeling very, very good about themselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Not surprising to me. Not surprised. Uh, uh, a little step back for Tyreek Hill, you know, only uh, four catches, 43 yards. They kind of buttoned him down. I think that was the first time in, like, six or something games where he didn't have an uh, explosive, like, over 50-yard catch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey was the main guy there with 10 targets, sure. you know, 103 yards. He's he Him and Gronk are going to be battling out for that uh, tight end one spot this year. You know, I understand. It's weird on this game. Both of these guys have really good tight ends. You know, Zach Ertz last year – Ended on a really hot streak, and we sure. wonder if that transition 
Both these teams, their number one receivers this week, Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz with his five catches for 97 yards uh, on 10 targets, and then Travis Kelsey with his 10 targets for 8-103 and a touchdown. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey actually had more targets for the Eagles, which was good to see. He had 13 targets. Only caught seven of them for 92 yards, but did score a touchdown. Big game for him uh, if you're waiting for him to kind of boost out. Nice little boost for Alshon. Uh, again, if you're not an Alshon believer like I know you're not, right. maybe a good time to trade him. Sure. Sure, and then Aguilar only only uh, caught one pass this week for nine yards, but it, it was for a touchdown. So the people that you know started him at least got a little bit of a saving grace there with the salvage touchdown. with the seven sure. points. You right? Know? Why could you give me one more yard, Aguilar? Right. Well, some some people play with the uh, decimal point, so it's not that big of a deal. And only three targets, so, so it, sure. he's it's going to show that Aguilar is going to be an up and down player. I think his only big boost will come is when they get to, they get sick of Torrey Smith. Which you would think they would. Yeah, I mean, but. Torrey Smith only caught four of his eight targets, I mean, for 66 yards. That's that's the kind of guy he is, though, you know. Oh, and one of those other uh, 66 was 24 yards, so he cost almost half his yards in one boost. Uh, we were I was interested in this game with the running back situation, where they're going to go. They just completely obsoleted LeGarrette Blunt. Right. He's done. That ship has sailed. He is now a submarine with uh, no pressure. He's sinking to the bottom. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't sure that they were – I didn't think they were going to completely wipe him out of the game plan, but they did, um, which, you know, I kind of questioned the fit anyway there with LeGarrette Blunt, so uh, I, I guess it doesn't really surprise me. They're going to be signing a running back or drafting a running back, probably one of the two there. Because, right. uh, I mean, Smallwood's not getting it done. I mean, it's no. ni- It's a nice – he's a nice guy to just kind of have as a stash just in case something happens this year and, and – and, you know, Sproles can't do it anymore. Or and they're talking about Corey Clement coming in, trying sure. to sign him off sure. the uh, squad. But Corey Clement didn't look good in college. I don't really expect much out of him either. Uh, I think the whole situation is going to be strictly if you're a Darren Sproles owner. And then even then, you're going to hope that you get some situation coming out of the uh, passing game. Because right now, Carson Wentz is the leading rusher. Right. The I mean, the Eagles really need a guy just like the Kansas City Chiefs have in Kareem Hunt. They need a, a, a guy that can both catch passes and, and be really good in the running game. So, And yeah. none of their running backs are like that. No, they'll, so. they'll be drafting one, maybe possibly sure. even in the first round, but we'll see. Uh, moving on to Patriots and Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Gronk had a really big game, a little beat up. It was good to see him come back again. The number one receiver on the team was the tight end, and that mm-hmm. was Robert Kowski. Brandon Cooks, you know, people were like, oh, the revenge game, come back on the Saints, whatnot. Another disappointing game from him, which is kind of, you know, out of all that hype we see it, saw come on the preseason of him and him and Brady's rapport, uh, just it hasn't translated to this season yet. Right. Again, he only even had four targets, caught two of them for 37 yards. Just not even really being utilized there. I mean, Rex Burke had just as many targets as he did. And he made more out of it. Three of them for 41 catches. So. Compared to two for 37. Or, yeah. For, yep. Um, so, again, this is one of those things where Gillisley still has value, 69 yards and a touchdown. James White, eight eight catches for 85 yards, and he, and he had a couple of carries for 11 yards. So he still has value. I think the up-and-down guys are going to be Brandon Cooks, Rex Burkhead. Obviously, you, you, you know, you don't really want – yeah, Chris Hogan. Those are the guys that are going to be week-to-week um, variables. And, unfortunately, that's just kind of how New England's offense is. It's yeah, it's really hard to predict past a couple of people. You know, yeah. Gronkowski, Gillisley has a role for sure, and, and James, James White, White has, has a, role. a role for sure. Those Every are the week. three safest players to play. Gronk, sure. James White, and Gillisley. And, and obviously Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he's, he's a no-brainer. Right. And thrown three touchdowns in the first half, slaughtering uh, it. Right. He had 300 yards in, like, the first quarter. Yeah, guy's a monster. Literally, it was the literally the best first quarter Tom Brady has ever had 
in any game. Sucks. Because New Orleans' passing defense is terrible. Um, so, flipping over to the New Orleans yeah, Saints. They have almost 500 yards passing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's really ridiculous. They're terrible. Every I feel I feel terrible. so bad for Drew Brees. Like, can that guy play with the team? I mean, when he plays with a decent defense, they're you know they'll, he'll take him to the playoffs. But they just never they never do. Yeah, you're right. They never have it, man. Um, other side of the ball, you know, we actually saw Brandon Coleman actually make some play here. Uh, Ted Ginn's just not getting it done. I still hope I win that bet with you because I don't want to go to the Green Bay game alone. You but, are going to be going to the Green Bay nah, game nah, alone. Because nah, nah, once nah, Willie Sneed gets off his suspension, nah. he's going to be catching six balls a game, and, and Ted Ginn will be catching Coleman, zero. Coleman looked good. I mean, he caught four of his six targets, you know, 82 yards and a touchdown. Any kind of, Anybody that's going to be targeting that offense and can actually come away with the football is going to produce. Michael Thomas finally showed up a little bit, had a double-digit game there. Running game, they gave Adrian Peterson. I think a big news here is Alvin Kamara, who went got the most carries the week before, only got one carry this week. Unfortunately, it's going to take an injury to one of these guys to really clean up this running back thing. I, I'm really, I'm kind of surprised that um, that Sean Payton was willing to kind of let Adrian Peterson's, you know, bad attitude in Week One kind of roll off his back and let him let him continue on. Giving him uh, opportunities because I mean, look what he did: eight, eight carries for twenty-six yards. As long as run was six yards, right? And then Mark Ingram, eight carries, fifty-two yards. So I mean, literally double the production of of Adrian Peterson. It's I mean, a hot mess there. It I'm, is a hot mess. They need they need to clean it up. They, I mean, for their own offensive flow, they need to get Adrian Peterson out of there. He doesn't work for what they're looking to do. Yeah, that run game is just a, it's a complete mess. It is. Uh, but there's not really much to say from a dying perspective because you're not selling Michael Thomas. No. Uh, oh no. Kamar. I mean, maybe, you're just gonna have to. De- you're gonna have to deal with this right now, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. I. For me, I'm. Just, like I said I think after week six, I think Kamara's gonna be the guy going forward for fantasy wise. So I might hopefully look at see if Kamara has another bad game next week and maybe try to just get in on the action, see if I can get a little bit cheaper than he normally is. Uh, let's go on to the Vikings Steelers. Uh, we mentioned that Case Keenan when he's in, he hurts everybody. Uh, Dalvin Cook still looked – I know it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but Dalvin Cook, to me, looking back, watching some of the tape, had a really good game. I mean, he averaged Reckon, over five yards of carry. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of these plays, uh, like the way he's rec- – the way I see him reading defenses sure. and making his cuts is really, really impressive to me. Uh, he's just a fantastic running back. This is a guy that I'm still today – after two weeks, he hasn't had like a monster. I think he's like in the teens when it comes to running back fantasy point wise. I'm still trying to buy. Like if I have Christian McCaffrey, I would give up Christian McCaffrey in my first next year for Dalvin Cook. I, I mean, I wouldn't object to that. I, I think he's a better all around running back, and and he catches the ball well out of the backfield. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> two receptions for zero yards, but um, in this past week, but um. I, I think I think obviously, like we were talking about earlier, that everyone's performance was was dragged down by the Case Keenum effect. You might be able to utilize this to your right. advantage. Um, again, I am all in on Dalvin Cook. Uh, as much as I preached Ty Montgomery and how I was all in on him, and I thought he was going to be fantastic, I am I just watching this translate to the NFL, watching him run the ball and what he's doing and what he's seeing on the field. To me, he is special. He falls in that special category where we were talking about Kareem Hunt. Uh, and, you know, for me, I know in most fans' communities right now, the clear-cut choice would be Kareem Hunt. You know, like, give me Kareem Hunt all day. 
and I have no argument with that. And to me, it'd be really tough not to pick Kareem Hunt, but I think I'd still take Dalvin Cook. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's a slightly better prospect. I think I think Hunt has landed himself in a, an amazing situation. True. So I, I would also go with Dalvin Cook because um, situations can change. Yep. And and I I would like to go with the talent on that. It's on really that close, but I mean it is very close. Those guys are all even Fournette looks like he's going to be a quality running back as sure. well. All those guys are top, and we haven't seen much out of mixing. We haven't seen much seen out of Christian McCaffrey. But again, it's just an idea. If I could flip right now with with Sam Bradford being out, I think Dalvin Cook may be attainable. And to the point where we always mention when it comes to trade wise, where it looks like you're overpaying today will be an underpay tomorrow. So I, yeah. I would look to overpay for Dalvin Cook. Like I keep throwing offers in leagues that I'm in. You know, I'm trying to get get this guy. I know I made an offer uh, today in the league. I offered Isaiah Correll. I offered Chris Hogan. I think a first round pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick. Just trying to get him off sure. the roster, sure. and I'm hoping somebody hits accept. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, because some people might. I know some people obviously pre drafts. Uh, status because they let the combine change their idea for some reason. They let to sway them, mm-hmm. and everybody else is kind of reaping the benefits that we're able to get him at five, six later in the draft. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely still all in him. Everybody else is still good. Kyle Rudolph still good. Stephon Diggs is good. We just got to wait for Bradford to come back, right? I agree totally, man. Uh, Le'Veon comes back. At least he has eighty yards this time, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously he's still rounding into shape a little bit. Um. 27 carries, only 87 yards for a 3.2 average. Uh, he did catch four balls uh, for four yards. So, I mean, you could do the math on that one. That Try is and one, that's one That's one yard to catch there. Try and buy. Right. Um, Mar- uh, Martavis Bryant had uh, a nice little game there, three three receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. So, obviously, a big play there, 51 yards. Yeah, he's just one of the players which his uh, huge relevance in Dynasty and his value is he's just a big playmaker. So, when he gets the ball, he just makes plays. He probably won't be on Pittsburgh next year, but he's a playmaker. I'm buying Martavis Bryant. Yeah, yeah, sure. And 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 James Conner only had one carry in that one, so they were. I mean, they were really siphoning everything to Le'Veon Bell. He made the most of his one carry though, nine, nine yards. yards. Yeah. So, well, it's definitely a Le'Veon show. He's right, not going right. anywhere. Um, should sign that. We just keep talking about like shit shows here. Let's move on to another game where a team is just having a bad time. Uh, the Bears and the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, in a, in a whole too, when you think about this, I, I saw that there's some crazy stat. Like these have been the lowest scoring games in NFL uh, in a long time. Like a lot of teams scoring under 10 points, which is crazy. This final score, obviously 29-7. Right. The, the Bears just being bad because Mike Lennon's bad. Uh, he's just not very good. Right. Dude's throwing pick sixes and stuff like that. Yeah, it doesn't help your team. Uh, Jordan mm-hmm. Howard leaves the game in a sling. Still has. I mean, yeah, he banged up his shoulder. Yeah, not, he banged up his shoulder. I think last last week. So I mean, he kind of was trying to tough his way through this one. Nine carries for seven yards. Yeah. So the which forces Tariq Cohen to got some get some carries between the tackles, which is definitely not being five foot six. That's not his game. No, uh, his game is going to be in a receiving game. Salvaged his game a little bit with his eight catches for fifty five yards. Sure, sure. Which we said last week, he's going to be able to somebody you can start week in week out just because of his pass catching ability. If Jordan Howard is going to miss some time, uh, look look for them to get somebody else to, in between the tackles there and to put Tariq Cohen back where he belongs. Sure. Kendall Wright definitely seems like he's locked in as the number one receiver, which we talked about in the preseason, that connection he has in Dow Loggins. Dow Loggins, the offensive coordinator. Would right. bring him into there. So somebody who might get you about 10, 12 points a game, which is pretty valuable when it comes to fantasy football. He'd, he'd, be, might a nice be, little, he'd be a nice little wide receiver three for people probably going forward. 
Yeah, even if they they bench uh, Lennon with Mitch Trubisky, knowing the offense like Wright does, he will still be valuable. Uh, Deontay Thompson actually made like a brief show in there, scoring a touchdown. He was targeted five times, but not somebody you really want to jump on that that bandwagon is all. Uh, you know, also with nine targets, you had Zach Miller, who as a, as a tight end might have some value this year. Definitely, I can see if uh mitch trubisky does get in there right yeah and we haven't had an adam shaheen sighting so i mean i'm guessing that his his develop development's kind of processing because uh, you know he's coming from a division two level yeah red so, shirt all day sure so he might be just like even like another side of the ball oj howard when you drafted him he's sure. not going to be valuable from a fantasy ap- asset point this year that's pretty much just gonna be the deshaun jackson mike evans show in the passing game and until uh doug martin comes back i don't think anybody's really gonna be viable in the running game Quiz was okay with 67 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he's not a bad guy to like fill in for somebody. If you had an injury one week or bye weeks are starting to creep up, he might be a guy that's you know you're forced to start here and there, but you don't want him to be your your running back too. Or no, because like I mean you're really dependent on getting a touchdown. Definitely since he didn't have a single target in the passing game, right? Which, which is, is I thought were if you were going to sub Quiz in as like a little sneaky pick right there, right. Uh, he'd have some viable in the passing game, but that's gonna be all Charles Sims there. Charles Sims only got two carries, but he did come away with three targets in the passing game. Uh, again, right there, I mean, Mike Evans is like the only guy you're really wrong with in Deshaun Jackson as your like wide receiver three in that situation. I agree. Uh, moving on to Bills Bears. Panthers, yep. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Bills Panthers, yep. LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. A little banged up already, huh? Yeah, 12 carries, nine yards. There's a theme here. These are... <laughs> There's going to be another one too coming up later. That that that's a surprise, like eight yard, nine yard production. Oh, that was really right. Yeah, complete shocker. Yep. Uh, but yeah, another bad game. Not another bad game, but a bad game on Lashawn. At least from that perspective, he was targeted the most in the sure. receiving game. Did come away with six catches for thirty four yards he to help salvaged, him get to that double right. digit points. Right. But again, that's a very no. That wasn't even double digit points. He had nine points. Uh, I mean, it depends on if you have fractional points. He probably yeah. he probably just crept into the ten pointers. If you have fractional, if points. if you have fractional points, yep. he just crept into the ten. Uh, Jordan Matthews still hasn't shown anything to offense. Uh, Zay Jones is being a rookie, six targets, only two catches there. Not really, and he actually committed some drops as well. Which so, is un- which is surprising. Very for uncharacteristic for him. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, a lot of us and ums we got going on. I, over yeah, here. yeah. I, I think I think the, you know the, the biggest thing is um, me. Well, you no. I just think he's he's making the transition. I, I don't think he was initially thought to be. Hey, I'm going to be the number one guy here, and then all of a sudden they start moving guys out of the t- out of town, and and now he's like, you're number one. Now he's like, yeah, hey, I'm number one. Uh, well, number one right. One. So, um, moving on. Cam Newton, uh, from superstar to. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough season, you know. Uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey isn't really doing as much as a lot of people had hoped. Uh, Benjamin is the most reliable guy, and who wants really him? He's gonna be hit and miss guy. Right. I mean, I'm surprised he he had eight targets, caught six of them. I'm surprised he didn't catch only four. Uh, I gotta, I gotta stop these. Uh, I'm gonna drive myself crazy with with Greg Olson. You know, going down for a while. This is going to be a little bit of a tough situation. Put some more situation where they could draft, they could double coverage Benjamin. Right. Put extra body on him. He doesn't have the speed enough to really kind of get that. If you get an extra body on top of him, that would kind of worry me a little bit. Bringing an Ed Dixon to replace Greg Olson's not going to get done there. Curtis Samuel's a little bit too raw, so maybe gets a boost to Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. 
but I think it hurts everybody. I think this whole team, I'm stepping away from. Yeah, you don't really want a piece of any of this. Yeah, I think if you take this whole game together, the only th- only two piece I want here is Lashawn McCoy. I agree. So a whole lot of carbo. So for I mean, for this year, I mean, there's obviously assets that you want long term yeah, on, bo- oh, on both these teams. Yeah. yeah, but for 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 right now, you, I mean, unfortunately, you're gonna have a hard yeah. time starting. So there's anybody you like on there, just go get them. Right. I mean, anybody, go get them. Even Lashawn McCoy, maybe go get them. Uh, Titans, Jaguars. Titans, Jaguars. Titans, looking pretty good. Yeah, no, they're 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 as a whole, they're looking pretty decent. Um, Mariota, Mariota's putting up pretty decent numbers. He's a startable guy um, as a low end quarterback one probably right now. So the big news, obviously, here is Derrick Henry. Right, this is where we gotta get to. So Derrick Henry, you know, get us the hamstring tweak, a little injury going on, soft tissue with Demarco Murray. Gets out carried then by Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry comes in and has a really good game. Uh, 14 carries, 92 yards, and a touchdown. That's good for 6.6 yards per carry. This is what he does well. He pounds the ball. Sure. And right now, with no really solid receiver, you know, Derek, Eric Decker hasn't come in and done anything. Rashard Matthews is just Rashard Matthews. So he's going to get about six, seven targets per game. What can he do with that? Corey Del- Davis still being a rookie. And he, he tweaked his hamstring, right? A he did. Bit. Yep. And there as well. They're going to have to pound the ball. I am taking this situation, right? And I am utilizing this and I'm trying to flip Derrick Henry for some heat. I'm I'm with you there, man. This was this would be a very good opportunity. I mean, you could try even getting him giving him to the DeMarco Murray owner himself. Um see if you see what you can get for that guy um just so they can kind of continue on getting the production that they've been used to having. It wouldn't be a bad idea. He's a hot name in the dynasty community. People love themselves Derrick Henry. I'm sure most people you listen to this right now love themselves some Derrick Henry. I, again, I don't think he's going to be that great of a fantasy running back. This coming from a guy who just had 92 yards on his 14 carries and a touchdown for 15 points. I don't think that's a sustained course of success. I think it, even if it does... If he does stuff like that, it doesn't. It's not going to shock me. Definitely with the offense they're building around him, but I don't think I don't see that long term. Doesn't catch the football. I'm going to flip him and try and get something more valuable in return. I mean, I think we talked about this a bunch um, when we were even talking even last about week. even last week, last last Cup. last year. I mean, Derrick Henry is going to be one of the guys that he needs. He's going to need to have touchdowns in order to be like a dominant guy. And touchdowns, sure, you can have a year where you score a bunch, but it's it's a very up and down type of fantasy asset year to year even week to week and and for those those kind of guys they're just they're not what i'm looking for in a running back one and he averaged 6.6 yards per carry here right sure he has a solid game with 92 yards and a touchdown but without that touchdown it's a measly nine point game right Tariq cohen is going to give you nine points a game with his pass catching ability well i'm more than that most likely but most likely yes but i'm saying you can get that from those ppr guys and i think you could easily get a first from Almost any team in your league for Derrick Henry. Sure. Why wouldn't you try to upgrade that and get a guy that can definitely get you nine points per game? Because when those touchdowns don't start coming in, it's just going to be a wishy-washy kind of guy. That's what it is. I mean, he'll have big games if he scores one touchdown, huge games if he scores two touchdowns, and just average games the rest of the time when he's not. And average doesn't win you championships. Exactly. We're trying to build a championship caliber team here. And my whole point is, even when he came out of college, we never said that. Derrick Henry wasn't a bad running back, right? Right. right. He's, he's, he's a not, good NFL player. Yes, he's yeah. not a bad running back. It's just he's not prone 
for your fantasy team to help you win a championship. And that's what we're trying to build here. We're find, trying to find – when we say start Tariq Cohen because he's going to help you win, it's because he's going to score double-digit points consistently, right? right? Sure. 10, 12 points out of your running back two is pretty good. I can't say the same thing about Derrick Henry, which is why when I see an opportunity like this, definitely if Derek DeMarco Murray misses some time and he come in next week and do the same thing, maybe score two touchdowns, I think that is the most prime spot to get out from that and actually capitalize on that and get a really good return. I think three years from now, you'll look back and you'll be really happy with that. Mm -hmm. And don't let anybody tell you differently in the meantime. Don't let this short-term or just 2017 kind of sway you. Hell, even if he comes into and has an okay 2018, again, we go through these hashtag two- to three-year window numbers. None of these running backs in the history of the NFL have sustained numbers. Just to have multiple years as a running back one, what what we come up like out of the history, there's 30 guys. Right. I mean, look at a guy that's, um, I would say, similar in stature and like touchdown dependence in LeGarrette Blunt. Has he been year to year a, a, a fantasy asset that you can rely on? No, it's when he hits big on, on touchdowns, he's an awesome fantasy asset. And the years that he doesn't, he's not. And Derrick Henry, I think, is a very similar – they don't necessarily run the same, um, but they're similar assets in that they are touchdown dependent and they're dependent on getting you know a volume. They're volume backs that are touchdown dependent. Yeah. Uh, X, I mean, that's, that's it to the T. So – I know you hear us preach on it every single week, but it's just something I firmly believe in, and I'm totally doing it. I'm sure people are going to disagree. We'll see in the long term who was right, who was wrong. But I think the return that you can get is going to outweigh what you have. And at the very least, if you just get something that's average, you're giving up something that's average. Sure. In the most sure. In the long term, it's going to be average is the way I see it. Um, Jacksonville side – I, we said earlier in the year, so it wouldn't surprise me, Alan Hearns is a guy that was hurt all last year. The year before that, he had over 1,000 yards receiving. It took an injury to Allen Robinson, but here he is right away. Allen Robinson goes down. Who steps up on their seven targets? He catches sixes for 82 yards and a touchdown, Allen Hearns. Allen Hearns, um, yeah. He's not their number one. It's definitely Marquise Lee. Marquise Lee had 12 targets, and he caught seven of those for 76 yards, but it was definitely outproduced by Allen Hearns. A good, a good buy low who might help you on a team that might struggle a lot this year and had to play a lot of catch-up, Alan Hearns might be a guy that can finish as a high-end wide receiver, too, if he can do what he did two years ago. And un- unfortunately, you know, Fournette, the, the carries just weren't there for him. They were trailing in this game, so he didn't get a lot and of work. You know what? And you're right. They were trailing, so he didn't get a lot of work. Wasn't really over-impressive. But here's where I'm at with this that makes me happy what I see out of this game as well. He still comes away with five targets. He caught two of them for 21 yards. So... The whole it, the right. whole worry in the get go was like okay Leonard Fournette's not gonna catch a lot of footballs sure and for that brief stint period where I moved Leonard Fournette ahead of Dalvin Cook for just a week um, I had him a little bit higher it was because of the reports that were coming out where he was catching the yep. football well yep. so even though you know I would still take Dalvin Cook over Leonard Fournette today it is it still to me isn't as drastically different as I had it before because I like what I'm seeing I like how he is being targeted in the passing game and how he is actually catching some footballs. And again, he averaged ten and a half yards per catch sure, last week. Sure, yeah, so, no, yeah, and, and he's getting, there. yeah, he's getting catches, and you know, he really saved the day with the two catches, twenty-one yards, and he also scored a touchdown. So, I mean, it's not a not an overall bad day, but you know, it's not the use that you were hoping for. Um, but they fell behind, so that, he's that locked happens. in as the yep. goal line back. He's mm-hmm. locked in as the number one back for years to come. 
and he's he's going he's gonna, him catching the football is a really good sign. And we're two weeks in, no news on the ankle. Right, all yep. good news pointing towards yeah, Leonard Fournette because we haven't really he hasn't been like a big name that we've talked about in two weeks, but really really in there producing as a fantasy running back right mm-hmm. now. Definitely over like other games like uh, Ezekiel Elliott maybe. Sure. Moving on, shall uh-huh. we? Let's do it. Uh, we go over down to the Browns game. Browns, Browns Ravens. Ravens. Yep. So Isaiah Corral, to me, I, I you know I, I was pumping his uh, hype train as much as I could. I thought with his old line, the rookie quarterback, they're going to run the crap out of the ball. He's going to do well. I am now convinced that Isaiah Corral is just a jag, just another guy uh, who will produce. Will have you know possibly low end running back one years, but mostly be running back two going forward, just because I don't know, man. He's just not putting together. Not getting the opportunity. We'll see. He's if- not getting the opportunity. I, 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 to be honest, I, I'm not sure what the heck is going on there with with the game plan. He had ten carries. Ten. I mean, that's just not. An, I mean, if you have a young quarterback, the recipe, you know, for them to succeed is to run the ball and you know do that kind of play action stuff that keeps a defense honest. But instead, the Browns are barely running the ball and they're throwing literally the most like the highest percentage of deep balls per per pass attempt than than anyone in the else in the entire league literally yeah. that is a, a fact he has like like 30 like 39 percent of his passes or 33 years so. it's like a very it's a yeah. very high well, number it's patting the stats for deep completion percentages but he's throwing it too much it's it's going to get him killed is what is going to get him unfortunately so um i'm not sure it, it looked bad this week it was ugly. i agree man it made no sense the guy comes out with a migraine migraine comes back in they're in the red zone, and they have him run the ball once, and then right. they throw the ball, and he gets sure. picked off. The Browns had 21 carries on the game. Six of them came from the quarterbacks. That means their running backs got a total of 15 carries. That's, I mean, that's just ridiculous. But one of those even was by receiver. Right. Richard Higgins. Right. So, I'm sorry. Isaiah Correll getting 10 carries, that has got to change. It's got to change right away. Uh, I don't get it. If they want to win doing. and they want to protect their quarterback, he's got to be getting like 25 carries a game. So this might be a good time to get Crowell because he's been so terrible. You could probably get him for pretty cheap. And with the loss of Corey Coleman, I think this might finally, finally force their hand to start giving this guy about 22 carries a game, which is what he needs. If he can get about 20 carries a game, he could be a running back one. He can. He can. I mean, he's shown it. I I mean, last year he did well. He catches the ball well in the backfield also. So it's – they're just – they're – offense is very out of sync right now and and it's not really a a huge surprise or anything like that but you know they did make a lot of moves to improve their offensive line but they haven't really had a chance to show it they're not they're not running on the ball they're Kaiser's holding on the ball way too long long, which you know he's a rookie and he's made some nice plays downfield so I, I get why he thinks he can make them but he just he needs to speed up his clock a little bit, which is which is part of the development process. And they bring Rashard Higgins in. We mentioned he's a good pickup if he's right. on your waiver wire, could possibly be playable. Had eleven targets. He will not be their outside receiver. He will actually be their slot receiver uh, most likely going forward here. But still, with eleven targets, comes away with seven catches, ninety five yards. Look for him to probably be their number one option. I mentioned Seth the Valve earlier. Sure. On the other side of the ball, Terrence West. Again, after week one, we mentioned this last week, Buck Allen, a really good pickup. You mentioned you gave up a second-round pick for him. Sure. I like that move. He's going to be the running back going, going forward. Has looked really good in the passing game. Comes out of that game with the second-most targets on the team behind Ben Watson. Catches five of the six for 35 yards and a touchdown. 
Ran the ball well. Yeah, um, yeah, he outcarried everyone else too. Fourteen carries, sixty-six yards um, for a four-point-seven average, which which is pretty decent, man. So, um, I think he's the guy to own. Alex Col- Alex Collins, actually, the guy from Seattle. Um, they just they just signed him carries. off the practice squad this year. Arkansas. He looked good, and and they're talking about maybe getting him some more carries as well. He, I mean, he looked more explosive than Terrence West when I saw both of them on the field. So, I mean, it might be the soft tissue um, injury slowing down Terrence West, but it might just be. That Alex Collins is a little bit better of a running back. And this as could well. finally be the demise of it. So this might be the time to get out from Terrence West if he still can. Right. Uh, another news here, uh, you might want to check your waiver wire just to see as a deep stash, another game for Max Williams. Not a big game. Right. Four targets, four catches, twenty one yards. A guy they invested a second round pick from. You know, Mike Wallace only had three targets this game. Not now, but down the year. He might be worth a stash to see what they have in him if he can start producing. I mean, they definitely like to target the tight end. Ben Watson led the team in receptions and targets with eight receptions for 91 yards, and he's pretty old, and he's been injury-prone the last few years, so he may be you know, just a little nick away from – Max Williams, that is. He might be just a little nick away from being in the starting lineup there. Moving on, Jets Raiders. Do you know who the number five overall fantasy receiver is right now? If I had to guess, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's Jermaine Curse. I was going to say Jermaine Curse, but yeah, I wasn't sure. He, Jermaine Curse right now is the number five overall fantasy receiver in that offense, uh, not in the offense in the NFL. Four catches, sixty-four yards, two touchdowns. I know it's only week two, but we mentioned before the year started in our bold predictions that somebody from this Jets offense are going to be trailing so much and come out and be a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's not Robbie Anderson. It looks like it's going to be Jermaine Curse. He will have fantasy value as long as Josh McCown's standing. He's still standing. Surprisingly. Yeah, surprisingly. He's made it through two weeks. I think I think the biggest surprise here is not Jermaine Curse being fantasy relevant and being a wide receiver one right now in fantasy football. I think it's just the non usage, complete disappearance of Bilal Powell. I it's surprising, but Matt Forte, you know, nine nine carries for fifty three yards. And then another four receptions for thirty-eight yards. I mean, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, those—that's decent production. I didn't see him, so Ball I don't—I don't know what he looks like actually on the field. I didn't watch that game. Um, and then they—they they also brought in Elijah McGuire for six carries, twenty-nine yards. So both of those guys are averaging a nice little chunk. Um, Blau Powell is not—you know—he's not a spring chicken or anything. He's twenty-nine years old. So maybe they're looking a little bit more towards the future, getting Elijah in there to, to see what they have there. Two good guys to sell on, Matt Forte in your league, see what you can get for him. I would take anything, honestly, fourth, third round. Oh, pick, yeah, this is the anything. last go-around for Matt Forte. But Jermaine Curse is somebody you might, you know, maybe give another week or two, you might be able to sell and get some really good value from him if he's going to produce. Right now he's wide receiver one, which might show, even though those numbers drops in the next couple of weeks, at worst case it's probably going to put him as a high-end wide receiver two, and you may be able to use that data and behind that data to produce and get you some quality return maybe even a high-end second-round pick or a young guy that you really like. Right, because this guy's value is going to go down the tubes if um, Josh McCown gets injured, which he literally does almost every year. So It's only a matter of time. Right, so just uh, you know, make sure to try to get out from curse if that's your intentions early, you yeah. know, within the next couple of weeks, if you're going to try to do that. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Michael Crabtree doing what Michael Crabtree does is just score touchdowns. Him and right. Derek Carr are just touchdown machines, three touchdowns. Got all six of his targets for 80 yards. Ridiculous. I mean, literally one week after Amari Cooper dropped three um, 
what I would consider catchable balls from an elite wide receiver in the end zone. They just, you know, give it to they, Crabtree. they give it to Crabtree who does come down with them all. So, um, you think Cooper's a good buy low? We mentioned before as, as a sell, but now, I mean, he got four catches for 33 yards. Hasn't really done much. Yet. I think he's got too much of a name to be a buy low, to be Probably. honest. Um, I, I think whoever the owners are going to weather whatever storm they got here. In the Waiver wire seasons. watch on this team, Jalen Richard. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Had six carries, turned into 50 yard, 88 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, had a 52 yard run. That was monster, but also had two catches for 51 yards. Thing, it seems like he's locked in as that, you know, change of pace back sure. behind Marshawn Lynch. And with his age and everything, as it seems as it goes along, Richard might have a little bit of value as like a running back for uh, somebody. You can cover on a bye week. No, I totally, I totally agree. I think you know they're gonna, um, they're gonna limit Marshawn's carries to probably keep him fresh. They're gonna definitely, you know, leave him in on goal line situations like like that. So I think he's he's gonna Marshawn's gonna hold value, but they're gonna be looking for somebody to take some of that workload. And it looks like Richards is the guy, or Richard Richard Richard. Uh, other side of the ball, you got the Dolphins. You have uh, the Chargers. Really good to see. You know, we we thought, hey, Landry might be hurt. Because of the way Cutler plays, complete opposite. Again, sure. fifteen targets, catches thirteen of them for seventy-eight yards. All those worries I had about Landry coming to offense looks like that is all subsided. He's right back to where he was. I was going to say par for the course here for for Landry. He double-digit receptions, double-digit targets. You know, he turns it into uh, eighty yards. It seems like every week. Yeah, um, 20, yeah right. for twenty-one points. Sure, not a touchdown guy. No. But it's going to score you mad points on receptions. On receptions, right. Looks like Adam Gase knows what he has there. I like to see that. I like mm-hmm. to see he knows his team and utilizes that offense. Devontae Parker, not a bad game as well. Four catches for 85 yards. He had nine targets, did not catch you know, a lot of them. Right, right. But he's still going to be targeting that offense, definitely but, in those big play plays that you're going to like him in. Right. He's averaging, you know, he averaged 21.3 yards a catch so i mean they're targeting more downfield than than the uh short routes obviously landry six yards a carry. even a jay who i don't or like six yards uh, a catch. turned yep. 28 carries in 122 yards mm-hmm. i'm still selling a jay i'm still selling him for uh a young stud we mentioned dalvin cook earlier right they've already brought up jay's knees being sore uh-huh. already this year so yeah. yeah he's a he's a very he's a short-term asset he's a a good short-term asset if you're in a window where you're winning championships you're happy to keep jay but, you know, if you're not in that window, your team's not quite there. You need a couple more years probably to develop. Jay he's a guy you want to sell. I don't care what position I'm in in this league. If I'm, I'm a contender, I'm trying to try. I'm, I'm still going by that Dalvin Cook train and trying to trade Jay for Dalvin Cook. That, I'm trying I mean, to trade Jay for any running back I like. I'm trying to trade him for Ty Montgomery. I'm trying to trade him for Dalvin Cook. Any of these rookies, essentially, besides Christian McCaffrey. Listen, if you can if you can pull that off, that's great. If you can trade talent for talent, but don't just go trade Jay for draft picks if you're contending. That's no, all no, I'm no, saying. not for contender. I'm yeah. talking about. I'm specifically talking about running back for running back here. Sure. Uh, I'm giving a Jay and something else for Dalvin Cook if I mm-hmm. have to. I feel good about it. Charger side of the ball. Melvin Gordon suffers because they did fall behind. Uh, only nine carries for 13 yards. A lot of sh- I think what we're seeing consistent here is Melvin Gordon is just not consistently running well behind the line of scrimmage. But he's doing really good in the passing game. Yeah, he's, he's doing well in the passing game. Seven receptions, 65 yards on eight targets. So, I mean, that's another guy that saved the day. You know, these guys, that's why they're so valuable is because their their floors the pass catching backs their their floors are so low because they're going to be getting you know double digit points just out of receptions per week. Congrats, to Antonio Gates, future Hall of Famer, breaking the touchdown record there. 
Uh, I think now that he finally broke that record, I think he's going to be somewhat phased out just a little bit more. Well, I mean, obviously, two catches, 11 yards on yeah. four targets. That, I mean, that's just hard to swallow. Um, Hunter Henry did get more, a lot more action this week. Um, seven receptions for 80 yards on seven targets. So, I mean, he's gobbling up everything and, and, and getting nice chunks and of yards. Keenan well. Allen does what Keenan Allen does. The guy's a precise route runner, catches right. the football, caught nine of his ten targets for 100 yards. Love Keenan Allen. I'm a buy in Keenan Allen if I can get him. He's a he's a wide receiver one. That guy's injury history makes me a little bit too more nervous. Yeah, it's, it's nerve-wracking. If you, if you have him, you're happy that he's producing. I'm not I'm not going to go out and buy that guy, though. Okay, Cowboys, Broncos, give it. So, um are you know one of the top running running backs in the league right uh he's still playing whichever gets everybody excited how do you do how do you do uh nine carries eight eight yards Ooh, that's yes that's less than a yard per carry right so i mean i was listening to an interview earlier with one of the uh defensive backs uh chris harris from the broncos and and that was basically their game plan was to literally take ezekiel elliott completely out of the game plan and and see if dak could beat him and you know they, they had a rough day the the broncos i mean the uh cowboys so he's All he's around. been erased i didn't i didn't think it was possible with that offensive line but obviously the broncos they they have a really good defense not known for stopping yeah. the run all that well Terrific but when, but when they're selling out and they can play pretty much zero coverage because all their defensive backs are that good you know they 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 can take away the run if they completely sell out and they did in this game. And again, it looks like you know Des Bryant still had a very solid game there. It looks like Jason Wynn's gonna have a very good tight end year this year. Um, I, I mean, I agree. He's getting peppered with targets. I mean, thirteen I, targets. Yeah. Des. It's just basically Des or Wynn. Even Des had sixteen targets. Sure. I mean, nobody's got more targets besides Des and DeAndre Hopkins in the league. So look for the Jason Wynn Des to be continually week in week out solid buys. Again, I recommend if you need a tight end to compete this year, go out and pay what you need to pay to get Jason Wynn. Don't overpay, but pay a good fair value sure. to get him to win. Like I said, a second-round pick seems more than fair for Jason Wynn. Other side of the ball, C.J. Anderson looks like C.J. Anderson of old. Hey, Healthy I, and I was going to say, I've never had, I've never had um, doubts about his, his talent when he's healthy. It, it's, it's, he, he falls off the map if he gets a little boo-boo. That's my thing with C.J. Anderson. He looks, he looks to be healthy now and looks to be running the ball really nice. Jamal uh, Charles comes in. For nice little spells as well, nine carries, forty-six yards for you know over over five yards of carries. And I'm not one hundred percent sure. I think C.J. Anderson is the number two running back in fantasy. I'm right not now. sure either where he lands, but, but he's uh, right on there. But Simeon had a huge day also. Four Back-to-back games where he had at least two touchdowns, yeah, four touchdowns, four touchdowns in this one. Uh, you know when you have Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and a, a guy that can catch the football out of the backfield, uh, like C.J. Anderson, all things are looking good. So right now we mentioned earlier in the show, Simeon is somebody you need as like a backup quarterback. You're worried about Kirk Cousins like I am in a redraft league. Sure. Right now, Simeon, who's one of those guys a la like Alex Smith, a play-it-safe kind of quarterback, has looked pretty good so far. Not a long-term success, but somebody that's going to get you by. Yep. Okay. Redskins, Rams. Redskins, Rammies. Uh, Ram, Redskins, I want nothing to do with anything on their team. Uh, it's, it's ugly right now. I'm a now, Jameson man. Crowder fan, but he's he started off really slow. Jordan Reed left the game again. Right. Uh, I mean, he's obviously just having some issues with that foot. So Yeah, you're going to start him week in, week out if he's your tight end. It still gets you double-digit points, but something to be worried about. The running game, Chris Thompson, Turt, uh, three carries in 77 yards. Obviously, one of them was a big-time run. Chris Thompson's value definitely comes in the passing game where he still had seven targets, caught three of them. But besides that, I mentioned in my bold predictions that Terrell Pryor was going to fizzle this year, and and he's fizzling. Fizzling, he is fizzling away. I think so far, my bold predictions, some of, most of them are doing pretty good. Not the Andy Dalton one. 
Not the Andy Dalton the one. The Andy Dalton one looks a little rough. Yeah, besides that, they look good. Uh, other side of the ball, Jared Goff, uh, you know, not as good as game he had week one. I think the big news here is Todd Gurley hurdling people, looking athletic, looking looking good, comes away with three catches for 48 yards and a touchdown, ran the ball really, really well, averaging five and a half yards and a touchdown. I mentioned last week, hey, maybe we should sell him. I'm just watching this game. I'm watching back the replays, you know, him highlighting the ball. You're starting to change your tune, aren't you? I lo- Again, I've never been a Todd Gurley hater where I loved him coming out. I mean, how much did we, you know, twinkle this guy's, uh, you know, loft him up on a pedestal coming out of college? We sure. loved him coming out of college. Right. And his situation just seemed really rough and how he's being utilized. But Sean McVay has looked, you know, I think Jeff Fisher was the, the, the bad news there. He was. Uh <laughs> For, for sure. I mean, he just plays a really conservative, um, old-school brand of football that doesn't play well anymore. So, you know, obviously the new head coach has come in. And the offense kind of got a breath of fresh air and life back into it. Um, uh, yeah, I changed my tune. Don't don't sell Tiger. Really. Yeah, there you go. Rich was just being a little hasty. Well, that happens from time to time. Well, with two years of, you know nothingness it's right. kind of like i saw i see something i see an opportunity gain on something i thought what could have been a loss uh i feel pretty good about taking that all back and this might be the tag early that i always thought he was going to be sure which is damn good again just the athleticism alone just watching this dude hurdle people it's like oh god right so, so i mean that's all all well and good cooper cup uh, a little bit of a step back only three receptions 33 yards but still I mean, six still led the team in targets though right it's not it's not a not huge. Um, Gerald Everett had a nice game. Another rookie there, uh, the tight end, three receptions for ninety five. They called yards. him as Sean McVay called him as Jordan Reed. So and he looks like it, man. It's a big yeah. boost to him. Yeah, he had a little. Uh, he got a little banged up there at the end of the game as well. But remember, Gerald Everett was called. We talked about him a lot during our rookie talk. Gerald Everett has a place in this league on your dynasty roster. Maybe not this week because he had a decent game, but definitely somebody you should go out and buy. Yep. Concerning here. Sammy Watkins, only two targets. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, he came to them pretty late, so they may be trying to work him into the offense still, and he might be, you know, still trying to um, get chemistry with Goff. I mean, he should know the offense pretty well, but it, it might be a chemistry issue um, with Goff. Um, so I like know, where this team's going from what I've seen. Me too. The team's not that great, but already taking some steps. Jared Goff getting a little bit better. I like I like going out there. I like getting Gerald Everett. I like getting Cooper Cup. And I still like getting Josh Reynolds. Yeah, so do I. Uh, um, I think he's going to be a nice little guy for the future. I think so as well. I think we talked about it earlier in the year. The, the future, there's going to be Cooper Cup and Josh Reynolds. Now, Sammy Watkins throws a little wrench in that. But let's sure. see what he does in the offseason. They re-sign him, which I still assume they would if they're giving up all that for you, him. I mean, you would think. Uh, but at the same time, I still like Josh Reynolds as a nice stash. If he's on my waiver wire, your waiver wire, I'm picking Josh Reynolds up and stashing him back there. Yep, might not be a bad off, a, night, a bad uh you know, three wide receiver offense. 49ers, Seahawks. Uh, I, I predicted that um, Carlos Hyde would be a top three fantasy running back. Where he's not put up all those numbers, he's looked really good so far. Uh, 15 carries, 124 yards. Him and uh, who's the other guy? Are the only running backs over, averaging over six yards per carry? I don't know. Yeah, it's off the top of my head. It's late. But Carlos Hyde still looked really good in there. Brian Hoyer's fizzled. He only had 99 yards. The whole receiving game there, I want nothing to do with. But Carlos Hyde, again, six carries, uh, six targets, I mean, catches three balls, I mean, 24 yards. This was, a rough, this was a rough defense to play, you know, for um, the, the San Francisco offense. Hyde still look good. 
No, I know Hyde did, but I mean for the passing, yeah. for the passing, you know, aspect. You said you wanted nothing to do with it. I think there's going to be games where Pierre Garçon is valuable. Yeah, there'll be games. Um, so I, I don't think you know stay away completely, but you know when they're playing really good defensive, you know, secondaries like Seattle has, you might want to stay away. Other side of the ball, Eddie Lacy deactivated. Crazy man. No, it's not crazy. He sucks. I know. I haven't seen his dude sucks since he was on Green Bay. I know, but the, the crazy part is that the rookie Chris Carson was the guy that really. Um, he didn't get the start. Thomas Rawls got the start, but he got the majority of the yeah, carries. Yeah, Thomas Rawls got the start with his five carries, and then they bring in Chris Carson for 20 carries, 93 yards. Listen, right. it, it, the writing's all on the wall here. Chris Carson's the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks. I agree, and it might be an injury issue. I mean, Thomas Rawls just might not be healthy. And you might want still. to work him back in, too, but it's sure. fine. But I don't think Chris Carson's going to get the job back, really. Uh, I am buying Chris Carson. I am utilizing Chris Carson. I am seeing what the owner wants on him, hoping the owner thinks this is kind of a short-term fluke. I agree. CJ Procise not being not being there. Uh, Thomas Rawls not being there. It's a Chris Carson show. Eddie Lacy, he's – is it safe to say he's just about cuttable in your league? Just uh, about? He's getting really close. I mean, another couple of inactives, and, and he's probably not worth the spot, to be honest. He's, he's He falls in that category almost like where Paul Perkins is almost cuttable. Like, if you're in your redraft leagues, you cut those guys, hoping somebody else picks them up and plays them versus you. Right. Uh, right. Green Bay, Atlanta. Nah, not really much to talk about here. Ty Montgomery's still a stud, catching the football, running the football. Jordy Nelson has a hamstring issue. Looks like he's 50-50 for this week, which, you know, you look back, Devontae Adams was a wide receiver one last year, mm-hmm. but it was also because Jordy was out. Jordy goes out. Here comes Devontae Adams, eight catches, 99 yards on 10 targets, one behind Martellus Bennett, who's looked terrible, catch, dropping footballs out there. I know. Devontae Adams comes in, and he looks pretty good. So if you're Devontae Adams' owner, this is great news in the meantime. It's great news. It's great news for Devontae Adams. It's great news for Ty Montgomery. I think both those guys are going to be active in the passing game. Uh, Randall Cobb got a little boo-boo. What happened to Jordy? I can't remember. Hamstring. It was a hamstring? Yeah, tightened up on him a little okay. bit. I knew that he went out. Um, there's also Geronimo. 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 He had targets. Allison got some targets. Um, so look for him to maybe step up if – uh, um, not playable though. Not it's, really playable. I don't even see the long. Well, but he's a stash at best. Dude. I think he's a stash. Yeah. All right, and then uh, last game Monday night game. There's nothing to talk about Atlanta. Atlanta's Atlanta. Atlanta uh, was rolling. Yeah. Uh, Amir Abdullah has his highest game rushing for 86 yards, average over five yards yards per carry. You know what the crazy stat is? I saw in that game that I did not realize. The Detroit Lions have not had a 100-yard rusher since 2013. Yeah, since I was like a baby. Yeah, yeah. it's been a long time, man. You were sucking on your mama's nip. It's ridiculous, man. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, look at look at how the teams have been built, you know, since then. They're just – they're almost all pass. Uh, so, to have a running back, you know, I'm putting air quotes up right now. To put to have a running back in that system, it's it's hard to rely on from week to week. He only got 17 carries, 86 yards. I mean, which averages good, but I mean, what the heck is 8.6 yards going to do for you? You didn't catch any balls. Like, I I'm I'm not a a big Amir Abdullah fan, and you uh, know, know. some of some of it is, um, I just don't think he can hold up. And, and the other part of it is, look at the offenses he in, he, that he's in. So, and then you got the Kenny Galladay train takes a big step back. He's gonna be hit and miss, right? Uh, when people were throwing first-round picks out there for Galladay, I was all on top of that saying, yeah, take those first-round picks. Absolutely. Every Twitter trade I got on it, like, hey, I got offered a first for Galladay. Take it, take it, take, take it. it. Absolutely, uh, take it. I think the big thing in there on that offense to see, what I was happy to see is actually 
Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Become a little bit more of a focus. Exactly. Call all of his targets and drop any footballs that came with a touchdown. Good to see there. New England, uh, it's the first time, I think, in a couple of years – uh, or ever they they lost both games back to back by fourteen by fourteen points or more. The the Giants, you said New England. The Giants. I'm sorry, yeah. Paul Perkins still looks terrible. He is. I'm done. He's done. He's worth nothing. They're uh, they're off. This is another one of the teams that's offensive line is terrible, terrible, terrible. And I mean, it's just hard to watch. Almost, uh, they need to figure something out. Shane Ring's the running back you want to own there if you need sure. a running back to own. Uh, I'm buying if I can. Still and Shepard still? He's looking pretty good. Looks like Marshall's just about washed up and done. I don't know what's going on there. There's obviously no chemistry between him and Eli. He's Eli's not just chucking it up, which is really what Brandon Marshall needs. He's not a guy that at this point in his career gets a lot of stuff. And Marshall had a big drop too. I mean right. it was like right in the breadbasket for a deep play, he just dropped it. The sure. whole I don't know, man. I know it's only two games in, but this might be you know, it always happens. These sure. players all of a sudden, boom, it's over. Right. It, Marshall might be there. He might be there. Evan Ingram, like we mentioned it earlier, he he caught his first touchdown. He basically just got wide open on a play in the red zone and, and just scored a nice little touchdown. Oh, cooking good out and there. And then he then he did a little dance and they made a little love. Made a little love. Got a little flag. All Get right. down tonight. Well, that's it. Don't uh don't buy Corey Coleman a dinosaur nerd t shirt. He can't handle it. He cannot uh, handle the high fives. That no, hand is too fragile. So that's it. We broke down the games. Um. Let us know how you like us breaking down the games, going through every game here, just kind of give us our dynasty aspect of it in season. Always trying to make the in-season podcast as good as they possibly be. Uh, let to hear some feedback if that's how you'd like to have it done, or should we get a little bit more crazy with some segments? We don't know. But we like breaking down the games and give you talk about a little bit. I like going through the games and giving a little bit about each team. I feel like that way we don't miss anything. Yeah, no um, stone unturned. No stone it's like, unturned. It, it's a lot. It, it makes for a better show, I think, than like a start sit one, which it, which is kind of oh, hard. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, with some of these shows, I, I mean, normally what we do, we have a lot of fun doing our shows. You know, sure. we try to be funny, we try to hit on some really good solid points. But I think in season, I really do. I think, I think this is what we should kind of get to. I think we just go through the games. See some guys that might be worth picking up, some guys that might be worth trading. I was gonna say, I think it makes for the best avenue for uh, for you know, everyone's teams to get better, you know, is, is really breaking down these things and telling them, you know, how how we feel about all the moves and, and who Derrick we should. Henry news. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, I mean, like, literally leave no stone unturned. Sure. Obviously, these shows are going to be longer. You know, we had an hour and 20 minutes here mm-hmm. than most, but it's better than just kind of glossing through or, yeah, talking about sit, snart, sneaky starts. Because we hit that even when we get to the each team. And plus, I mean, I think nowadays everyone's – twittered up and and you know if you have questions just hit us up and and that that's a much more tailored to everybody's needs yeah and i think in season you know we do so much work in the off season to get us to this point i think we're already where we need to be and now it's just like you said like kind of tuning up making sure the oil's flowing you know we're topped off changing on time and just making sure we're on top all these little guys we might want to pick up not pick up we mentioned guys like chris carson we Mm -hmm. mentioned guys like Tariq cohen you know, sure. Rashard Higgins say we mentioned guys like that, guys you want to possibly trade, not trade for. So I like what we're doing, but right. obviously it's not what we like. It's right. what the people like. Sure. And I know they like me. I think they do. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure, you know, we have some really good articles at DynastyNerds.com. Again, this is the time of the year, too. You want to get on the website every single day. Like sure. we have articles. Uh, Brandon Penny, you can follow him. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but Brandon Penny, our writer, you can see his articles every week. Weekly waiver wire pickups, articles like that that are really going to help you 
in your league. Damn, guys yeah. that we're going to not talk about, but he's going to go in-depth in article-wise. Sure. Week one recaps by guys like Ricky Butts. Uh, tons of articles like by guys like John DeMent coming out there every single day about guys that you might not really know, but he's going to give you a solid breakdown. Really encourage you to make sure you get down on DynastyNerds.com every single day. We have some really good content coming out right now. And, of course, we launched at Dynasty Nerds uh, on Facebook, mm-hmm. the actual group, the Dynasty Nerds, not follow, like, liking us on Facebook. We have a Dynasty Nerds group now, chat. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. I can send you the link. That thing is blown up like. Like no tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. The, the amount of feedback and people talking to each other on there, whether it be trades or their lineups or just value has been tremendous because you're getting about 30 different people, 40 different people on every single question, giving you their feedback. And I see tons of people going, wow, I never really looked at it that sure. way. That's a good point. Sure. Man. You get the pulse of the the whole community that way a lot, yes. a lot better. Yeah. And then you can see literally go, hey, what do I think of these people? And you have people that are like that really love Dynasty giving your opinion. That's just something like Joe Blow on Twitter saying, hey, this is what I think. And I was, you could look at him like, okay, I have 30 replies to this comment. And 28 of them say this. Right. So I am going to make this trade. I was really worried about it, but I'm going to make this trade. Yeah, it, might be, only, it might be just the reassurance you need to pull off a trade that you're kind of hesitant on. And Facebook does, it doesn't limit you to your amount of characters like Twitter does. So that actually gives people a breakdown and give you why they sure. do. And I've seen, like I said, I've seen tons of people go, I never looked at that way. I mean, it's been active for about two weeks now. Right. Uh, started by one of our guys that's new to, to the group, Ricky Butts. He's done a really good job with it. But uh, I definitely recommend jumping on there as well. And of course... Uh, you can get on there every day, buy a dinosaur shirt, all that fun stuff. Give us a rating review on iTunes. We could appreciate that. It as always well. helps. Yeah. Uh, it's been two weeks since, since we got one. Since you got one. Yeah. Been sad. That uh, you look a little sad, man. You I should see sad. his little puppy dog eyes right now. Yeah. But we've been doing. We've been talking too long. Yeah, all right. So we'll be back next week. Breaking down. We'll be twenty percent way way through the season. As we slowly go through the season, we'll start breaking down to is it time to blow it up? Is it time not to blow it up? But remember, manage your team. Right on. Manage your team. See you guys next week. Adios, guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.